Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation you're in, whether your ex owes you money, your friend keeps asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We're here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined today by retired Nice Girl Sim, and with me is expert mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let's get started. Now, Sonia, this week's sticky money story is a little bit of a long one. So I am just going to read through the whole thing and then I'll give a little summary at the end, but just brace yourselves. It might take a few minutes, but that's because she is in a very sticky situation. So it goes like this. Dear Sim and Sonia, I am in a really sticky situation. I have been working in sales for the past two years and have had the opportunity to make really good money and set myself up financially. A few of my money goals that I have been able to reach are fully funding my emergency fund, maxing out my 401k for the first time, and for those that don't know, that's a retirement fund in the US, opening up a high yield savings account, increasing contributions to my brokerage account, and starting to aggressively save to a house deposit. All that being said, I feel like my job is taking a toll on my mental health and physical health. For a little bit of background, I am in the mortgage business and the past two years have been pretty good. However, the tables are starting to turn. I am feeling the increased pressure from management and a few of the changes that have been made are requiring us to log to our personal devices after our scheduled shift to pick up additional business and increase our sale goals even though the environment has become more difficult. Every time a goal is not met, I am hammered with emails and a few of the subject lines are unacceptable performance. Do better now. I will continue to keep my thumb firmly pressed down on this, all of which have caused me anxiety when I see them pop into my inbox and do not help with my mental health situation. Every time I try to bring up concerns like using my personal device for work purposes, I am met with do it or else kind of response. I do not feel safe to communicate and I always am met with I'm lucky to work here, other people would kill for my position, where else can I make money like this kind of response. I'm currently on a leave of absence from work for mental health and I'm struggling to know whether or not I should return when my leave is up. Basically, I feel worried that I will not have the opportunity to make this kind of money that I have in the role that I have. I know not everything is about money, but seeing myself achieve such a big money goal in such a short period of time has been amazing. But the job has caused me to become worried, constantly checking my emails, being irritable at family members, I'm currently not speaking with my brother or my parents, and I have started to socially isolate because I have no energy after my workday to do anything else. In addition, I have deep pain in my shoulder blades and my neck that has started to cause migraines a couple of times a week. I basically feel like the job has placed me in a set of proverbial golden handcuffs and no matter how bad it gets, the financial benefits make me want to stay. I'm also quite scared to quit without something else lined up because although I have emergency savings, things like my health insurance premiums can spike if you're unemployed in the US. My question is, Is now a good time to change career paths? Will I ever be able to find something else? And what are your opinions on staying in a negative work environment for money? Should I try and line something else before I leave? 
Also, for context, I am a single female, I do not have a partner or children, so I have no dependence on me for income and my emergency savings could cover about six months of expenses. Thanks again for all that you guys do. Please help. Where do you even start? That is so rough. Sim and I just needed a moment to decompress what was said. Just as a summary, if you like went maybe doing something and were listening in and didn't quite get the full picture, long story short, she works as a mortgage broker, which is a commission-based role, which means when you have a lot of commissions coming in, a lot of people buying mortgages, like the last two years where a lot of people were buying homes, she did really well. And now the market is changing where interest rates are so high that buying a home is getting harder. So of course, there's not as many people hitting up a mortgage broker to say, hey, let's go buy a home. And so her management is really pushing down on them and pressing them to work outside of work hours, keeping up with KPIs, using really strong language when KPIs aren't met. And this person is trying to decide, well, look, I do make a good living from this job, but like at what cost? I'm getting back pain. I'm not talking to my family. My mental health is going. What do I do? What does she do? (laughs) Well, that's what you're here for. (laughs) One of the things that stood out to me, because I think people's reaction is, why don't you just communicate with managers how you want your email subject lines to be written? Babes, she doesn't feel safe to say those things. And when she's tried to communicate, she's met with, you should be so lucky to even be here. That is not a psychologically safe environment. When you are in a psychologically safe environment, you feel safe to one, make mistakes, give feedback, communicate how you want to be led. Those things don't happen when you feel unsafe, when you feel scared, when you feel anxious. And in my head, I'm like, What kind of manager wants that type of environment within their company? What type of CEO or like executive board wants that to be the environment that people walk into? Because I can't imagine that operating on fear is incredibly productive. It might be productive in the short term, but then I just feel like turnover will just be an issue. Now, I feel like this is a prime example of golden handcuffs. And you've spoken about this once or twice before, but do you want to give us like a quick rundown on what they are? Yeah. So even the person that submitted this has Mm -hmm. like referred to it as golden handcuffs. And I love the term because it just encompasses a sticky situation so well where you are in handcuffs because you're in a job that you do not like. It does not make you happy and it does not fulfill you, but it pays really well. And that's where the golden part of the handcuffs comes in. So we see a lot of like execs or like senior leadership team members or people that are in really high position VP roles where there's all this prestige and they look great and they make a lot of money, but they actually hate their day to day. And it's like, do I stay? Because this is what society has taught me as to what I should be doing and what's important. And everyone around me is so proud of me, but I'm not happy in like the day to day parts of my life with my job and what I'm actually doing, but the money's good. You just keep like flipping the switch and you're not sure. Like this is one of those instances where you make a pros and cons list for sure. But before we get into how we would fix this or what advice we would have, I just want to speak on the manager's titles in their subject lines. Can we just give that a moment? Like who thinks it is acceptable to write a subject line with nothing other than unacceptable performance or do better now 
Or my favorite, I will continue to keep my thumb firmly pressed down on this. Like, is that allowed? That's bullying. It is definitely bullying. It's a, I feel like it's a fair tactic in terms of you need to do better. Otherwise, bad things can happen. Meanwhile, in the background, they need you. They need employees. They're like, we can't have these people leave, but God forbid we actually make them feel valued and be a part of the company. Where is HR in all of this is my question. If you're working for a big company that does pay well, babes, go to human resources, you know? What would you say if you went to human resources? Just like, look at this, like bring it, like, would you print out the email threads? Sonia would have a like printout sheet with tabs of dates, color coordinated of like when they did her dirty. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think that everything needs to have a paper trail because you need to be able to refer back to these documents and back to these conversations. Every time I used to have like a conversation with someone, I would make sure that I would note the date and time and like have the calendar invite because some of the conversations were confidential, but at least if the calendar invite existed, if it was a more serious conversation, like telling them to bring a support person, me having like HR with me, there's just things that you need to do to make sure that It's not a he said, she said situation. You're like, I have receipts, you know? It's just so rough. I can't believe that you are actually receiving these emails and you're being treated that way. I feel like we always hear about it. And then when someone writes to us and like, this is such a personal thing that you've trusted us with to give advice on, like, I'm so sorry, you know, that you're going through this. And this is like the workplace that you are existing in at the moment. It's just, it's so sad. It's also like easier to leave bad workplaces when you don't get paid well because yeah. you're like, you know what? You give me so much anxiety and also the pay is crap. So I'm out. Like it's almost like, thank you. This is an easy leave. It just, it does get harder when money's involved. I mean, if you're listening to this and going, oh, you know, I would leave. Would you leave if you were getting paid $300,000 a year? Like, you know, suddenly when you add more money to it, not to say that this is the money she makes or doesn't make, but when you add so much more money to it, it's like, when do you draw the line? This is my opinion on golden handcuffs. You've got to decide what your goals are and then work backwards and see, is my current job aiding my goals or not in the entire compass of like mental health and the money that the job brings? Because if your goal is to retire early, but by the time you retire, your job has like caused you like physical ailment because of the fact that you're so stressed in that job, then that job is not really helping you reach those goals, maybe financially, but not physically or mentally. So you've got to determine like, hey, I want to retire by 50 or I want to retire by 40 if you're in the case where you're making a lot more money. Then you've got to look back and go, well, okay, financially, this job will get me there. But mentally, by the time I'm 50, I'm going to be so burnt out. I'll have no energy left. I won't be able to travel. I won't be able to enjoy. So therefore, maybe this job is not right for me. Or you might go, well, the job isn't too bad and the money is good. Therefore, I'll stay. But it doesn't seem like that's the case in this situation. Mm, That's very logical. I think she's already on a leave of absence. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I empathize. I sympathize. Yeah. (laughs) She's already halfway out. I'm so sorry. I'm not like (laughs) laughing at you. I'm just saying that you're already at that stage where you are 
on a leave of absence because of mental health, in terms of the situation that you're in, you know, you're single, you don't have a partner or children. So the income and emergency savings and the things that you've done for your financial health now, they're for you, which is great because you don't have anyone else that you need to provide to from the information that you've given. I think there's always those what ifs and these are the what ifs that company execs, people who put you in golden handcuffs, always try drill into you. You're probably not going to make more money than you are right now. Everyone would kill for this job. You're probably not going to have the same opportunities in the next company that you work in. Those are lies because... Again, if you evaluate your goals and you can actually, you have a little bit of breathing space before going on to the next job because it sounds like, honey, it just sounds like you need it. I think that, you know, what if you go to a job that pays you well and you're in a psychologically safe environment? What if you go to a job that pays you well, pays you more, and you get all these extra benefits as well with it? What if you go to the next job and you get more opportunities and like you make more friends and you have colleagues that you like and a manager that you like and you get to start fresh you know you have this amazing experience and you obviously are loyal to this company you've stayed for a bit yeah like why can't it just be better in the future in terms of moving on I think the lies that people tell you hold you in fear and it's not even your comfort zone because you're not comfortable right now (laughs) you're actually having a very bad time. And I just think with your particular situation, it sounds like you have a little bit of breathing room to take before you go into the next job. However, if you feel like you've taken this leave of absence, you've kind of recuperated and you can see yourself having a little bit of resilience the next few months, if it makes you feel better, then looking for other jobs while you're still getting paid, while you're still contributing more funds to your emergency fund, while you're still, you know, contributing to other financial goals that you're hitting and you've identified that you do have that resilience and that mental energy to keep going for a few months but I'd put a date on it like not oh for the next year or maybe two years that's a long bloody time maybe just evaluate every quarter how you feel since check in with yourself has anything changed has your executives been fired for sending emails like that because I would um <laughs> really push for that no I'm kidding but yeah I think for me personally you're on a leave of absence at the moment if you can evaluate your energy and your resilience to keep going for a few months while you look for other roles, while you entertain other opportunities, because they don't need to know. In America, or like depending on your contract, two weeks notice, four weeks notice, like that's all they need to know. They don't need to know if you're looking or et cetera. Otherwise, I would just, if you don't have that, I would leave, <laughs> have a bit of breathing space and while you look for other jobs, you know? before you start your next job. I 100% agree. I also wanted to say, like, when I hear of people being like, my boss said that, like, I'll never get a better place like this. It just reminds me of relationships. I'm like, that sounds like a toxic boyfriend being like, you will never find anyone better than me. It's a red flag. You can do so much better. Like, I want to get into, like, the actionable steps that we're going to take if we were in your shoes. This is what I would do. I would assume that at this stage, you know, you see the best in people during good times, which you've had in the last two years, but now times are getting tough. The economy across all industries, but especially within finance, especially within housing, are getting tough. And you're seeing 
what the management style is during this tough time. So maybe they would have been great for the last two years, but if they don't deal well under times of stress like this and they begin to micromanage, that's your answer as to how they behave. And to me, I don't believe it is worth my time to try and change an adult's behaviors. I assume these people are probably in their 30s or their 40s or older, and that's okay. That's just the way they deal with it. And I don't, you know, receive well to that kind of commentary. I would continue working there whilst looking for other jobs because you are clearly very good at your job. It's the job you don't like, not the career. And if you can find yourself another mortgage advisory business or another mortgage broker company, I know it might be a little bit harder right now because every mortgage broker company is like worrying about profits and, you know, where things are going. But try and see if you can get a job somewhere else. Share those amazing stats. If you're making a lot of money, you clearly have good stats. So share them, get those other jobs and then switch over. And if you cannot do that, maybe find a somewhat more stable job that isn't as seasonal right now and go towards that and then when the market picks up again switch back over I don't think any mortgage broking company is going to be confused as to like why you didn't stick to mortgage broking during this downturn I would begin my process of looking for other jobs because listen you're so lucky to be in this position where you can say I don't have a mortgage right now I don't have children I don't have dependents and I have six months of savings for my living costs like You're in a much more easier position to leave now with golden handcuffs than maybe a mother of three or a father of three who wants to, but that affects their children's schooling and their home and their mortgage. And they have all these other dependents. We're a little bit more lucky right now if we can say it just affects me. Hit the nail on the head. Well, I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap it up. So Sonia, in conclusion, what we're recommending from my end is go out and do another job try and see if you can find it from your point of view it's the idea of if you can leave awesome if you want to stick it out a little bit longer pull up and save up a little bit more of that emergency fund do that and then start looking but I don't think either of us are saying that the money that you're earning in this job is outweighing the cons of this job if this was a pros and cons list it is a clear winner to see that the cons outweigh any financial compensation that you are getting mind you we don't know how much you're making you could be making a million a year but it still just does not feel like it is worth the effort so with that we hope that you find your peace and do quit if you have a sticky money situation that you need help with please do let us know send us a dm or an email at hello at girls and you may just be featured in next week's episode till next time sim bye until next time sonia